You are now listening to Men Who Talk Heal, a podcast that normalizes conversations about mental health and promotes personal well-being. Whether you're here for yourself or someone else, this podcast is sure to have something for everyone. Our hosts, Zach, a social worker, and Brandon, a certified life and health coach, discuss their own personal and professional experiences so that others don't feel alone in their own struggles. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and or their guests and are not representative of any other entity. Additionally, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should discuss your personal needs and concerns with a medical or mental health professional. If you are experiencing a medical or mental health emergency, you should call 911 or proceed to your nearest emergency department. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to Men Who Talk Heal. I'm Zach, he's Brandon. Hello. Hello, how are ya? Oh, you? Oh, know, I've been better. Okay. I've been better. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I misspoke also. Brandione, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you I for apologize. putting the some 60 respect day, on Brandione. The 60 days has not passed. Yeah. So why have you been better? I mean, it wasn't like a great week. It was a pretty challenging week for me. Not that I don't enjoy challenges, but it wasn't a challenge that was beneficial to me in any way, <laughs> shape, or form um heard so uh it was really just a test of my patience for you know five straight days and um i can do that really anytime i want sure i don't i don't need to be you uh, can you can test your own patience i can test my own patience anytime i want got it so got it uh just uh you know and i had i'm gonna be honest i had a i had a breakdown oh had a big breakdown on uh thursday night okay um Pretty good one too. Okay, pretty good one. Uh, and uh, it was it was one of those things where like it happens, and then you know I kind of just felt like some shame and some guilt around it after it happened. And I was like, I don't really know how to move on from this, and it was complicated. Okay, yeah. Well, how did you move on from it? Um, I'm still moving on from it. Okay, I you know forgiving myself is really hard for me to do. It's, yeah, we talked about this last week. Yeah, it's it's something that I have to really work hard to do. And so far it's working. It's a lot of like positive self-talk and um, telling myself that these things happen. And, you know, this isn't something that has never happened before. It's not something that no one else does. Like, you know, mental breakdowns happen and I just have to, you know, take what I did, learn from it and move on while forgiving myself and letting myself know that this is a part of mental health and it's a part of um, living, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you still been seeing your therapist? Switching therapist. Again? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The therapist that I went to... Because you were doing the family stuff. Yeah. That was um, always temporary. Oh, that was temporary. Yeah. I went into it. You did a regime of that, a a regimen, a regime, a regimen of that. Yeah. The guy said, look, this is going to be about two to three months most after that you have all the tools that you need to work on it yourself and i am using those tools yeah i am um it's really hard to do it in the moment when your patience is being tested at such an extreme level that um you can't like you cannot pull yourself out of it like it was one of those weeks where i couldn't pull myself out of the funk and um the negative thoughts and and kind of just like the overwhelming overstimulation of things. And so I, uh, you got the funk. Yeah, I had the, I had the funk. Trust me. Um, 
And, you know, I feel bad because, you know, we do the show and I know better. And, you know, when you know better, you do better, supposedly. But it just wasn't one of those times. So, you know, I put some, I was a little hard on myself for kind of breaking down and, and having a rough week. But, you know, it happens. And I'm I'm trying my best. I have a good support system around me. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you, I, I mean, we talked about, I mean, we talked about this last week. I mean, when you know, when you know better, you do better, supposedly. But also, mm-hmm. like, I think in every in every facet of life, I mean, not just mental health, but anything mm-hmm. where you're, where you are considered to be good at something or to be, you know, I don't know, quote unquote expert or I don't even know if expert's the right word, but knowledgeable, knowledgeable, yeah. you know, whatever, comfortable with the content. I, I was talking with, um, I was talking with a, you know, I work with kids. So I was talking with a kid that, a couple weeks ago, just about like, um, they really identify with sports. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking about an analogy um, with like the greatest football coaches of all time mm-hmm. and like how they become the greatest football coaches of all time and like what what things had to go into like getting there. And I imagine it's a lot of re- like watching the tape. Like, yeah. Like I imagine it's a, like I know that that's cliche, like to say, oh, like oh, I gotta, I gotta watch the tape, you know. And you hear football coaches say, like in press conferences after a game, and they get asked, like, oh, why did you do that? Especially when something didn't go right. Mm-hmm. Like even Bill, you know, Bill Belich- Bill Belichick, you know, who I think is will probably go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, like has made blunders in games. Yeah. And then he gets asked about it like, "Oh, why did you why did you do that? Like, why did you make that decision?" And then he'll go, "Well, I'm I'm going to have to watch the tape or mm-hmm. or give no answer whatsoever." Yeah, like he has to learn from it. Yeah. And so, you know, like I think that everybody has the opportunity to go back and watch their own tape like and say, "Okay, well, like I'm going to I'm going to watch the tape on that and then see how I can get better from it next time. So like, even when you, even like, I don't know what that noise was. What? I don't know what I hit, but that was interesting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) even when like you, you know, when you, like you said, you, you're supposed to know better, you do better. Well, yeah. I mean, and you could know everything. Essentially you could know everything in the world, but also like we live in an unpredictable world. So, Things happen, and you can't control every little aspect. So things are going to happen, and they're going to go sideways. And you know, you can you can have a good game plan, but also you know, sometimes you'll make a bad call, or mm-hmm. you'll not even a bad call, but maybe you, what you thought was the best call, and it doesn't play out the right way. And so you'll watch the tape, and then try to make an adjustment for next time. I don't know. Yeah, and it it's. It's all of that, but then, like, when you look back on the on the things that happened, like, for me, like, I just felt like I lost control, and so when I feel like I lose control, I get, like, really cagey, and um, I, like, it feels like I turn into someone else, and it's just really hard, because, like, I have all this knowledge, and I have all the tools and everything like that, but then I forget to do them, or in the moment, I just am not present enough to do it, and, like, the the negative thoughts and the ne- the negative emotions just pile up and pile up and pile up. And I, I can't see like any positive in it. 
And so it was one of those times where I just kind of like exploded. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel great about it. I still have some, have some guilt and shame around it, but, um, you know, I'm trying. Yeah. So did you, so was there, was somebody else, uh, was somebody else affected by this besides you? Um, I mean, they were there. Yeah. Someone else was there as it happened. Yeah. Um, and they were really great. They were like, look, nothing that you said was taken personally. Nothing that happened like affects how I see you. This is something that happens. This is something that I've also have had, have had happen to me. Um, and so they were really great about it and they, they kind of helped calm me down and give me some new perspective on it. Um, and you know, the day after on Friday, um, we were talking and, and they were just like, you know, look into this, like, this is what I kind of read up on and this is what I, you know, found out and, you know, it might be worth researching. And so that's something I got to do and, and something I want to look more into and I won't, I won't talk about it right now. But um, I do have something that I need to look into, and it might be something. And, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of excited to look into this thing. So where's your guilt and shame lie then? Like, what, what is the guilt and shame around? Uh, just acting out. goes back to being a child. Mm. When you act out, you know, you get told you're not good or, mm. like, undeserving of, like, toys or whatever. And so... Um, that stuck with me. So I have a lot of like undeserving feelings whenever I am not happy or not doing well. Um, and then, uh, like whenever I like kind of lose it, like I did, you know, I'm instantly taken back to when I was younger and I would do this and like, no, like no one knew what to do. Okay. So what is losing it? What does losing it look like? Um, it's cause it used to be really anger oriented for you. Like, I mean, it was like punching holes in walls. Yeah. It used to be like that. It's not like that anymore. So the best way I can describe it is, um, you know, like the heart rate monitors in hospitals. Yeah. Like you have that baseline heart rate. That's, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So internally it feels like all of that is skewed. Like okay. I'm going up and down, up and down, like two extremes. Okay. So my, internally i don't feel centered and i don't feel balanced and so it like just causes me to feel really unstable and i've tried like deep breathing i've tried meditation i've tried grounding myself in specific ways but nothing has worked so when it gets to that point it often turns into like a panic attack or what i think is a panic attack and then i'll just kind of start pacing around um and then I'll get really tired and it, I go through like waves of tired and then like just excessively energetic, but never in a way where I'm like, oh, like I can go run or do something or like, you know, healthily work out to take all this energy away. It's always just like the energy amps up really quickly and then it just like cools down, but then amps up again and cools mm. down and it's just over and over again. And so this one turned into like yelling. Like I just got so overstimulated to the point where like the person that was with me was like talking and I just like screamed to stop talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I was just like, I I couldn't handle anything. And like I got my weighted blanket and like I put it on myself and, you know, I tried to calm down and eventually I did. And it always leads to me like 
falling asleep because it's so much mental taxation that I have going on that I need to literally just rest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That I think that helps. I think that helps the for the context of the, you know, like what is the relatability of yeah of the yeah no hitting of the situation. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't I've, I've insinuating. Come too far to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I have two shoulder surgeries. Yeah, yeah. You don't need from. to re-damage the the shoulder. So, yeah. so what is the? So what is? I mean, so in these moments, like, it, and when you reflect on when you reflect on this, like, mm-hmm. and you look at like this situation in the context of kind of what we've been talking about as far as the dimensions of wellness right like so if you applied this to the dimensions wheel like if you took this situation and you Mm -hmm. said okay so let me analyze this let me analyze this situation against my wellness wheel and where what where are my opportunities that could have either prevented this or made this less you know severe than it was um like where in the realm of spiritual wellness, like, where's the opportunity lie with this? Um, so I would say spiritual wellness in like this instance and in this whole like isolated event, it's more so me being able to kind of challenge what I know and being able to question you know, if this, if this is the right thing, if this is the wrong thing and determining, you know, whether or not it's the thing that I want to focus more on and, and take to another level of, of belief. And so, you know, a lot of people in these situations, they can rely on religion and they can pray and they can, you know, um, talk to a higher being and put some faith into a higher being and try and take it to a point where they have faith that, you know, everything will work out. I've never been that type of person. Um, I have zero experience with religion, and so for me, everything's really based in logic and reason, and, you know, I try to kind of intellectualize my emotions and and say, okay, this is why they're happening, and this is what's going to happen next, and so I can look at it and say, yes, this was an event, this is what happened next, then the outburst happened, and this is the side effect of it, and this is what you're feeling because of that. Um, I have nothing no higher being no you know anything metaphysical that i really use um meditation i do meditate but it's one of those things where i use it to to kind of start my day in a specific way and set intention um so yeah so spiritual wellness so this has been this has probably been my biggest struggle Mm-hmm. as far as concept goes. Um, because I know we've talked about, like we've talked about on this show before, and you and I have had a lot of like offline conversations just about spirituality and the word of spirit, like the word spirituality and mm-hmm. like what that means. Um, I've, I've had conversations um, with other people you know, in especially in the world of um, like substance use treatment, because spirituality um, comes up a lot in twelve step, you know, in twelve yeah. step talk. Um, and actually, uh, my brother and I, you know, Adam and I, 
before he passed away, had a lot of conversation about spirituality, you know, when he was um, in and out of 12-step program because um, he would go in and out of a concept of spirituality for, for what he understood it as. And so, um, you know, I've had, I've struggled with this a lot, just kind of like understanding what it means to be, to have spiritual wellness. And so it is a constant, for me, it's like, it is a, it is a journey. It's a, it's another journey of like understanding and just trying to be informed and like try to get perspectives on. Um, and I think that, you know, there's different ways that, that people can look at. I think what's most important, you know, I think what's most important to understand is that like when we're talking about the the dimensions of wellness, like spiritual wellness may or may not involve religious activities, period, Correct. right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like it organized organized religion may or may not for an individual be part of spiritual wellness. Mm-hmm. If you if you find organized religion to be a part of your spiritual wellness plan, then great. Like, or if you don't, then also great. Um, it is one of the activities in spiritual wellness that um, can help with spiritual wellness if it, you, if you find it purposeful. Just like with the other dimensions of wellness, you know, like when we talked about physical wellness, for example, um, we talked about you know it's just like if you if you liked swimming. Mm-hmm. And swimming was in your physical wellness plan, perfect. If you didn't know how to swim and didn't care to learn how to swim, then obviously you wouldn't put swimming in your physical wellness plan, right? If organized religion was something that brings you stress or anxiety and it wasn't something that you were interested in being a part of, then it probably shouldn't be a part of your spiritual wellness plan. That doesn't mean that you don't have spiritual wellness or can't have spiritual wellness. Um, You don't need to... I think that because of... And this is my opinion. This is my opinion. Um, and I'm going to say it one more time. This is my opinion. Um, so this is your opinion. This is my opinion. Okay. Just checking. Um, so as far as, like, our society and culture goes in the United States, you know, with the way that, like, Christian culture is in the United States, I think that we automatically have a tendency to think when we hear spirituality, we think... Um, Jesus Christ and his father as God, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the that is the primary train of thought that is tied to spirituality in the United States. Um and and so then when we don't when people don't identify with that, then they think, oh well spirituality doesn't apply to me. Yeah. And so I think that that's where I've struggled for a long time is because my family um my family was was primarily raised Baptist and um, still is, you know, is tied to that. Um, I've struggled to identify with that and those values. Um, however, you know, spiritual wellness is literally defined as, you know, expanding a sense of purpose and meaning, um, including, an individual's morals and ethics, mm-hmm. right? And then you add in that it may or may not involve um, religious activities because we know that religious activities or organized religion would fall into an individual's sense of purpose and meaning and morals and ethics. Yeah. Um, 
or wouldn't if you're not involved in that. So I wanted to lay that foundation as we're talking about spiritual wellness, because I don't want people to like check out of this conversation and be like, oh, I'm not a Christian or I don't subscribe to an organized religion. So spiritual wellness doesn't apply to me. No. And I think that that might be why, and myself included, for a long time, this dimension has been a a serious like low point on my wheel because I just have been like, I don't really have a, a, a reason to address that because um, I tie spirituality to organized religion or yeah. have in the past. Yeah. So, you know, that, that definition that you wrote about spiritual wellness, um, I'm looking at the same one. It's from Northwestern.edu. That's, that's an accredited college for everybody listening. Um, we did not create that in our Psych 101 course. Uh, from 1986. So um, there are some uh, goals that come along with this with this page that we're looking at. And so um, during the week when when you know this event was happening, I knew like Zach and I knew we were going to talk about spiritual wellness this week. And so um, Friday and and yesterday, I wanted to do a little bit of research and and kind of look at what I could improve upon in my spiritual wellness goals. And so I came across this page from Northwestern and. Um, they have goals set out um, that I kind of want to go through uh, one by one and kind of just talk um, with you about. And so um, first goal is to explore your personal values. So, you know, in terms of spiritual wellness, exploring your personal values, I feel like you and I have done that. Um, it's ever it's ever going. I don't think there's ever going to be a yeah, time a where constant. we're not going to yeah. <laughs> not be challenging that because, you know, things happen in our daily lives where we're like, OK, well, do I do I think this? Do I do I hold that to be one of my like core values in my life? And so, um, with the with years that pass, with days that pass, with moments that happen, I think you and I have really done a good job of of keeping those values um, kind of stable. And if needed need be, like challenging them. Um, so questioning, clarifying your values that goes along with it, um, and then become aware of how values develop and change from life experiences. So again, like we are doing this constantly Mm -hmm. especially to people who work in human services we are almost always going up against a system that has always done things one way and now we're forced to be like okay well what about what if we looked at it like this and so we have to think about okay well because of what we're running up against and because of what we're doing you know is this going to affect the way that we you know treat the people that we help or is this going to affect the way that we you know counsel or give advice to others. Mm-hmm. Um, next, become aware of the differences in others' values. I think we do a good job with this, right? I hope so. Yes. Yeah, I think becoming aware of it, I think sometimes, um, you know, obviously you don't always love the differences in other people's like values, yeah. like when you, especially when you think that you were aligned and then you find out that you weren't aligned. Mm. But then I think that that's part of like, that's part of this, the spirituality journey is like figuring out whether or not it's, it's going to keep you well to be involved with that, you know, to continue to be involved with that person. Like, yeah. and I think that's, what's really hard for people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is seeing the differences. Is seeing the differences, acknowledging them. And then accepting Being them. able to accept and appreciate them or say, is this unwell for me? Yeah. Like, am I not going to be able to make this work? Mm-hmm. 
And so the bit, the biggest area of this that like challenges me on a daily basis is work, you know, like the, the people that come through and the, the people that I follow for a year, you know, I have to get to know them in a pretty mm-hmm. short amount of time. And then over time I'll get to know, know them a little bit better. And so the, the image that I have of them in the beginning can often change the more I talk to them and the more I get to know them. And so, you know, if they tell me something that just kind of like throws me because I'm like, oh, from everything that we've talked about, I really imagine this person acting this one way or liking this thing or, you know, holding this thing to be true. And then when they come in and they say something completely different, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So at that point, I have to kind of shift and be like, okay, so this is who they are now. This is the information that I have. How does this change my perspective of them? How does this change, you know, either how I you know, treat them or how I, you know, give advice to them. So it's one of those things where I'm constantly being challenged to do that on a daily basis. And I know you're, you're probably the same way with kids that come into the office. You, you know, you hear about things from kids and then when they come in and they tell you things, you're like, all right, well, we have a whole different situation. Yeah. 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 And so the accepting of others, you know, values and, and something like that has always been something that has kind of come naturally to me. I've always, you know, not even them telling me. I've always challenged myself and what I've been thinking. You know, there's a lot that goes on in my head. I'm often quiet. There's a whole dialogue going on in there. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like I'm often having like conversations with myself trying to see, well, this is what is happening. This is what I hold to be true. This is what I value. What if I changed it up? Like how would that, how would I feel that would make me? Yeah. Would that make me better? Would that make me worse? Whatever. Um, the next one I think is the one that gives us the, the most amount of stress <laughs> and it's searching for the meaning of life. Um, meaning in your own life. life. Yeah, yeah. In your own. Same, yeah. Same thing for me. Yeah. Um, so I know we've, <laughs> we went into a deep dive one time about space and everything like yes. that. Um, we're going to avoid space here. <laughs> so uh, this is the part that I uh, struggle with the most. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know the meaning of my own life. I have zero idea. Um, I don't feel like I have a purpose and I don't feel like I am working towards anything. I think I'm just kind of here um, and I feel like I'm wasting time a lot of the time because I feel like I could be doing more. But I don't, like, I haven't found anything that really, like, pulls me to just be, like, crazy passionate, you know? Yeah, that, and I find that so interesting because, and again, it's not, you know, it's your journey, right? It's not my journey to have for you because, um, you know, you've said that before. You've said that before in the past, and I disagree, with that as with that self assessment. I mean, I can't mm. I can't obviously tell you how you feel about yourself. Yeah. I can tell you from the from an outsider looking at what you're doing, mm-hmm. I can identify as somebody that spends a lot of time with you, I can identify for you mm-hmm. some purpose that I see for you. Intrinsically, you're really struggling with that. Yeah. You know, and I, and you vocalize that, yeah. right? And so the problem there is that spir- spiritually that's where your that's where your dimension is lacking is mm-hmm. like you struggle with that intrinsic exploration of what is that meaning. Yeah. And so when you said and I mean you even said it again like I like 
and I haven't really thought about this deeply until now. I mean, the difference between meaning of life and meaning in your own life. And you said, it's the same thing for me. And, and I actually see it as two vastly different concepts, right? Like, you know, we could sit and talk about what is the meaning of life. And then we could talk about, you know, and then I feel like, well, then we can't, then it's kind of like, we're hypocritical to say, well, we should, then we shouldn't say, well, let's talk about what's in our sphere of control, Mm -hmm. right? Because then if we talk about what's in our sphere of control, then we should be focused on exploring what is the meaning of our own life. Because then we can, then that makes the world a little bit smaller, right? We Mm -hmm. do get lost in the weeds talking about what is the meaning of life. That's a very philosophical, large-scale conversation. I feel like it's still philosophical to talk about what is searching for the meaning and purpose of our own life and why we're here and what is the, what is the grander vision for ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? I said earlier, like, and I know I said in a in a <clears throat> in a previous episode, like, I don't know what I I don't know what I am or who identifies me or whatever. I don't think it, I don't think it's really important. Yeah, I don't think you have to put a label on it. I think for me, spiritually, I, I the way I conceptualize it in my mind is I don't think that I don't think that things happen by accident. Yeah, I think that there is a reason and a purpose for why things happen. I want to believe that, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think where I struggle and where other people would tell you is I, I'm impatient about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though I want to believe that and I find comfort in believing that and I can talk myself into it, in the moment I become prisoner of the moment. Mm-hmm. And in the moment I get clouded and I forget that that is what I want to believe and that I do have purpose and meaning that is greater than the current moment. Um, and so then I, so then I get irrational about it. Right. And, um, and so, uh, there are people and there's, there's one in particular that I, that is probably laughing hysterically right now as they listen to this, that will tell you that I, I mean, I literally need a banner above my head that says, trust the process because I, I want to believe in my heart of hearts. I want to believe that there is a process and things don't happen by accident and that Mm -hmm. there is a grander plan. It's not a man in the, you know, for me, it's not a man in the sky that's Mm -hmm. orchestrating things, but that there is a universal plan and energy. Um, But in the moment I get impatient. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where my spiritual journey needs to get better is I need to get better at believing in that purpose and meaning, right? Really believing it with my whole spiritual being that, that that plan is happening. I, coming back to you, you know, I think that, and this is just my opinion and you can obviously, as, as you know, you can always just take it or leave it and tell me to shut the hell up and move on. I don't think you've done enough work here. No. Like, I don't think you've done enough work here. Um, I think you've done a ton of work in a lot of the other dimensions. I think you've spent a lot of time, especially like physical, emotional, intellectual. Mm -hmm. I think you've spent a ton of time there. I think you need to spend a lot of time here. Um, Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because I, because I can see it, I can Mm -hmm. see what you're, I see what I think Mm -hmm. 
your purpose is because I see your skills and your and your um, abilities and the things that you exude when other people are around, like the yeah. the things you're capable of doing. The fact that it's not intrinsically happening mm-hmm. would tell me, as your friend, like that you've just not done enough exploration of self. And, yeah. and I could be totally wrong because I'm just some guy, but that's what I, I mean, we've been having this conversation about the dimensions now for what, four weeks. Yeah. And in our reading at our intro to psych level, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling about it. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I also feel like I might be doing it wrong. Like, I feel like I've, I've done work, you know, for my spiritual wellness and like intrinsically looking, but I feel like it, it's come up with nothing. Yeah. Maybe mm. you need like a spiritual coach. Man, that'd be cool. I mean, they're out there. Yeah. I mean, maybe you need like a spiritual coach to help you like really think about that intrinsic exploration. I mean, like I like it sounds funny, but maybe you need like a um, oh, what are they? What are they like a shaman or something? Like, but, hey, like, I, I mean, best with guidance. People. Like maybe you need somebody that can like really because we talked last week about the emotional meditation, right? Like yeah. the the meditation to help ground and calm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need and maybe I need it too, somebody to help the with the spiritual meditation piece to like really get into the the inner core of like finding your inner self meditation. I don't know. Um, because listeners, if anybody, if anybody knows anybody (laughs) is, is a spiritual coach or knows anybody who is, who does good work, um, please send them our way. Um, because maybe I need that to, maybe that's what I, maybe that's what I need is like somebody to help me be better at like just shutting up and, you know, not becoming a prisoner of the moment and getting mm-hmm. better at trusting the process because I know I want to believe that there's a process. Yeah. Um, and when I'm, when I'm calm and when I'm baseline, I'm perfectly fine with believing in the process. It's when things are dysregulated that I can't be spiritual about it. Yeah. And so going back a little bit, the way I've, so the reason I say that, you know, purpose of my own life and the purpose of life are the same thing is because the way I see it in my head, imagine a very large bubble mm. and then inside that very large bubble is a smaller bubble and that's me. Okay. And everyone else is a smaller bubble within that larger bubble that literally fills the entire large bubble. It's a lot so, of bubbles. A lot of bubbles. <laughs> billions of bubbles. Okay. So for me, you know, in my head, I see everyone has like these traits and these values and a purpose that they work towards and, and believe in, but my bubble's blank. Mm. So for me, everyone works together to make up the purpose and the meaning of life. I just don't know what my contribution is to it yet. Yeah. And you, and you're self excluding like that's where, and that's where I struggle. That's where I struggle with you because, Mm -hmm. and I, and it's not my place to tell you what it is. Yeah. Right. And it's not fair for me to discount the fact that you're feeling intrinsically empty. Like, mm-hmm. it's frustrating because I don't want that for you. Like, yeah. as your friend and somebody that cares about you, like, I don't want you to feel that way. It's frustrating because I feel like I feel like you shouldn't have to feel that way because I see it. Because I see it. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm going, I see it. And other people see it because other people have said to you, and I've heard other people tell you, and, but I see it on your face when they tell you because you're going, 
I don't know what you're talking about because I don't I feel any of that. I, cause I, I don't feel any don't. of that. So, yeah, so that's hard. where, I mean, that's where your work, that's where probably both of our work is in different yeah. ways, um, for different purposes. But yeah, that's the big piece. I mean, that's the big piece. That's the like, thing that sparks conversation. Yeah, everybody. yeah. Yeah. That's where we could get lost in the weeds. So what else? So you got a couple of other things on here too. Uh, yeah. So develop integ- integrity by acting in ways that are consistent with your values. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty simple, right? Yeah. So going back to the values thing, like if people are like, I don't know what my values are. Like, I don't know what my value, this is really okay. easy. Google a list of core values, values print it out. Highlight the ones. That you highlight do. the ones that you most identify with, yeah. right? Then write them down. And post them somewhere that you're going to look at them every day, mm-hmm. right? So that you get really familiar with them. Yeah. They're not hard. They're just words. And they're and the way that is super easy to do this is when you look at this list of words, they're the ones that stand out to you. Yeah. That's, that's the ones, if they stand out to you and you go, oh, I feel connected with that word, it's probably a core value. Yeah. Right? That's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> like like it's the easiest self-assessment to do because it's literally just looking at words. And then what you can do is you develop integrity by acting in ways that are consistent with your values. You use those words to guide decisions, right? Yeah. So if you're if you are struggling with a decision or you're just struggling you're struggling with, you know, what to do or whatever, you can think back to or reference that list of words and go, you know, will this decision match up with those core values? Yeah. So, I mean, really really simple and there's tons of tons of list of core values out there. Yeah. That are really really simple. And this whole thing is like you you walk the walk, you talk the talk. That's the entire purpose of this one goal. Yes. Um Lastly, oh is explore the issues related to mortality and your own life and death. I can do this all day and have zero stress about it. Uh, I I could do a marathon. Right now. I'm starting to I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to sweat. There's just so much. Yeah. There's a million things I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. Yeah. Right there, Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Um, there. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, like, this is, I am, uh, again, it goes back, and this is like, we talked about this in a previous episode, too. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I think it's actually, it's not even anxiety anymore. I think it's just anger. Like, if I sat here and dropped dead in the middle of this podcast right now, I think it's, like, I just feel anger about it. Like, like, what did I, what, what was it all for? Like, what did I, why did I spend all that money getting a degree? Yeah. Like, I think it's just, like, I think yeah. it's just anger at some point. Like, I don't know. So, um, the, the point is, it's good to talk about yeah. these things. It's good to have a conversation regarding these things, even if it turns into something that goes way outside the box and you're, you're like, oh my God, what if this is actually true? And that's fine. Yeah. You know, talk about these things, have a conversation about these things, like understand mortality, understand the issues that can cause you issues in life, understand, you know, and question like living, like that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, there, it's weird to talk. It's weird to talk about. It's weird and uncomfortable to talk about. Um, you know, there's different angles to come at it. You know, there's about, you know, you could, it you have to balance the humility of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you get some people that go, well, 
you know, what do you want people to remember you for? But you have to walk a fine line of that because you don't want to live your life in a way that you're making choices so that you're remembered when you die. Like, mm-hmm. because then that could that could lead you to not live a humble life, which is yeah. which is a date. You know, I'm learning is a very dangerous path to go down but you also want to live life in a way that people don't remember you for the wrong reasons right um or that they you know that the people that are most important to you want to remember you you know so there's different things to to explore there and there's different conversations to have um so I think it, you're you're absolutely right in saying like it's not necessarily a conversation that should be avoided and it's definitely something that you should um be comfortable in the context of spirituality like mm-hmm. it's not something you should fear yeah. like I think it's something that you should probably be be comfortable thinking about or having a conversation about without having like a ton of anxiety or illness around. Mm -hmm. Um, And however you tie that to the rest of your spirituality plan, whether it's your core values, your meaning of, you know, your life meaning or your life purpose, those kinds of things, it all kind of interweaves into each other. So um, this is, you know, spiritual, spiritual wellness is really a heavy dimension. Yeah. And again, it goes back to, one, it's tie. I think people automatically tie it to organized religion, mm-hmm. and two, people tie it to really heavy, heavy stuff, yeah. and so it just kind of gets like overlooked. Yeah, this pretty much just made me want to go back and watch The Good Place all over. Again. <laughs> it's a good starting. It's a good starting place. Yeah, if you want, if you want to address spirituality from a light-hearted. Uh, fun angle way. yeah uh the good, good place. place is a good place to start hey oh hey look, look at that, that. I, look at that. so i feel like people are going to be a little disappointed when they listen to this because they're gonna be like oh i thought they were gonna talk about like incense and sage burning you know and we I can tell you my favorite flavors of that people if you want. we are i mean we are just not you know qualified to talk about religion so yeah it's you know but also i'm not even qualified to talk about like necessarily higher power um you know even and and i mentioned earlier like 12-step work Mm -hmm. you know like i'm i am doing a lot of um reading and um for another project i'm i'm working on a lot of um research into like the actual language and and information about Mm -hmm. the 12 steps and 12-step programs and um you know Really, they focus on getting people to understand like higher power in the in twelve step programs can be whatever somebody wants it to be. Yeah, like it's 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 in twelve steps. You know, it's about understanding that that step is about people understanding that they're powerless. Um, they're powerless in their addiction, and that they need to turn it over to a higher power, a power mm-hmm. greater than themselves. And so that can be. Anything, as long as they identify that there is something greater than themselves, yeah. that they are There's a surrender, that they yeah. are they're they're surrendering that power to something greater than themselves. Yeah, and so they they can say it's nature. They can say it's you know, it doesn't have to be a person or a religion or an organization or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. they can say it's the the river rock, you know, in 
the local creek or whatever. I mean, it can be whatever. As long as it's something that they can identify as like, that is what I identify as mm. something greater than myself. Um, and so that is really the epitome of like a spiritual exploration and having some spiritual wellness to say, there's something greater than me. Like I am, I, it's a practice of, it's a really a great practice of humility to say, there's something greater than me. There's a greater purpose in myself and there's a greater power than me. And that I am not in control of everything. Um, and so it allows me to relinquish some of this, this power, um, to something greater than myself. So, um, you know, it might be, even if you're not like, uh, if you don't, identify as somebody who has an addiction or, you know, if you're looking for some insight into spirituality, um, the 12-step literature on spirituality can be really helpful to understanding um, another concept of spirituality not tied to organized religion. So something to consider. Yeah. And uh, that was really well said. I don't have have anything to add to that. Thank you. I don't know why I started talking. (laughs) Did you start talking? Yeah, I literally said, and uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, you know, I'm sorry you had a difficult week, but thank you for sharing that at the beginning. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad we were able to talk through it, and I think it'll help you know, our listeners. Mucho Um, appreciado for that. So wanted to give a shout out. We I don't know if you saw, um, we have our first ever uh, top fan on Facebook. Facebook awarded a top fan um, badge to a friend of the show and now top Facebook fan, Brian Smurs. Oh, we know Brian. Yes, we do. And um, so he was awarded with um, a custom Men Who Talk Heel sticker. We have stickers. Um, We do. We have stickers. And Nate, Nate, our first patron, we've got a sticker coming your way and signed photos and a personalized letter from um, us uh, for being our first patron. So we'll be sending that out soon. Are we sending Nate the calendar? We don't have the calendar yet. Wait, did we send those photos to print? Because it's Austin Fireman gear. <laughs> we haven't taken those photos yet. I think you dreamt about that. No, we definitely took those photos. Oh well, then I must have been under <laughs> under like anesthesia or something. There was consent. Okay, I don't remember giving it, but okay. So, anyways, um, so shout out to Brian. Um, and oh it's guess it's may it's already yeah it's gonna be may no, no. Well, it is may it is may now it's yeah. may may um, one as of may today. one as of today which means it's mental health month mental, mental health, health month mental mental health month yeah. uh no it doesn't work we don't talk about um, mantles on this podcast no we don't we don't talk about bruno um <laughs> Mm-mm. I know you're not Mm-mm. feeling it. So, anyways, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so we're going to continue our uh, Dimensions of Wellness series um, next week. What is next week? Is it? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Yeah. Well, it's going to be one of them. Sure. So There's it's going to be one of them. Four left. I can't remember. <laughs> four left. So, um, you got anything else for the for the good of the order? Uh, my favorite incense flavor is patchouli, and my favorite sage flavor is dragon's blood. Okay, that's great information. Yeah. If anyone wants to send either of those things to me, it's cool. Or incense in general. I love incense. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Men Who Talk Heal. Make sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website, www.menwhotalkheal.com. 
And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to our show on whichever platform you prefer. That way, you never miss the show. If you found this episode helpful, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Facebook. Same time, same place next week for another great conversation. Until then, Zach and Brandon remind you to take it one day at a time.